Nowadays, when we talk about EMF, we're really talking about wireless EMF, wireless radio frequency electromagnetic fields. It's a mouthful, but it's basically anything that powers a wireless device does so with an invisible EMF. And I'd like to explain it this way. Think about a cigarette. At the tip of the cigarette, its ember is bright and thick smoke is coming out. And then the smoke gets less and less and fills the room. Well, that's how it is with an EMF antenna. So all of our wireless devices have antennas and those antennas send to other antennas and transmitters this invisible energy that you can't see, smell, or touch. But if you hold your phone and you think there's five of those antennas inside, think five little cigarettes sending out smoke. That EMF has been shown to have health effects. Welcome to The Well Drop. We're your hosts. I'm Dina Wismer. And I'm Amber Berger. Each week, we share drops of wellness wisdom and actionable tips that won't add stress to your already packed schedule. Basically, everyone we know has a cell phone these days, and cell phones emit EMF. But did you know that they have negative effects on our body, especially our kids? So today, we're going to give you a sneak peek into why we should care and what we're going to do about it. And we're going to dive into how EMFs are negatively affecting our bodies. After listening to this episode, you will discover three ways that you can reduce your exposure immediately today. So let's jump in. I hate to break it to you, but today it's time to toss your ear pods. I personally don't use them and I'm fighting a good fight to keep my teenager away from them. And I'm excited to introduce you to August Bryce today, who is our tech wellness expert. August began her journey 25 years ago when she developed electromagnetic sensitivity, which led her to dive into the world of research in order to unlock the key to health, wellness and security and safety when it comes to tech. She's our go-to for tech wellness and how to keep our body and our homes as safe as possible in today's digital era. August, thank you so much for joining us today on The Well Drop. We can't wait to dive in. I think that, you know, I'm a mother of two. I have a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. And my husband, you know, puts ear pods in his ears every day. And I think a lot of people just say, ah, there's just so much bad stuff out there. Like, I'm not even going to bother. But I really want to dive into today and to explain to people why they should care. And that there's really some easy ways to just sort of help, you know, tweak a couple things so we can reduce our exposure because, I believe that we're just compounded with so many toxins in today's day, which are making us sick. And so the more we can do to minimize those toxins, the better we're going to feel inside and out. That's 100% correct. I agree with you completely. And Amber, it was music to my ears, no pun intended, when you said that you're going to keep your teenager from AirPods. Oh, absolutely. Dad wears them. That's yes. So I did buy my husband, and we'll get into it. These like anti EMF wraps on there. So I want to discuss if that's even a real thing or not. So I I did. I have things on all of our devices, which we will dive into. But I guess first, let's just tell everyone like what is an EMF and why are they negatively affecting our bodies today. Okay, it's a complicated topic, but to break it down and try to make it easy, an EMF just stands for electromagnetic field, and anything with a power source will have EMF. So even when you plug something into the wall, there's going to be something called electric and magnetic EMF. But nowadays, when we talk about EMF, we're really talking about wireless EMF, wireless 
radio frequency electromagnetic fields. It's a mouthful, but it's basically anything that powers a wireless device does so with an invisible EMF. And I'd like to explain it this way. Think about a cigarette. At the tip of the cigarette, its ember is bright and thick smoke is coming out. And then the smoke gets less and less and fills the room. Well, that's how it is with an EMF antenna. So all of our wireless devices have antennas and those antennas send to other antennas and transmitters this invisible energy that you can't see, smell, or touch. But if you hold your phone and you think there's five of those antennas inside, think five little cigarettes sending out smoke. And that EMF (laughs) has been shown to have health effects. And like you said, I've got that sensitivity. Well, I can also feel that EMF and there's many of us who can. And that number is growing every day because I think because we're we're filling our environment environment with more and more of this energy. A hundred percent. I think a good way for people listening to think about it is aside even just from your phone, everything has become wireless, right? If you have mm-hmm. a baby, you have cameras in the room, if you're living in a home, your security system, um, you know, now the sound systems that you have in the house, your TVs. There is so much, and it wasn't like that back in the day, right? It was everything went into an electrical outlet and amazing technology. Everything now can be sort of more remote, even toys and games, but those do emit a field and there is a field. And so the field is definitely increased no matter what in the house. Cause I'm really passionate about cleaning up like the place you spend the most time, which is your home. That's so great. That's your sanctuary. That's where you can control it. And so this EMF, like you were saying, comes from Wi-Fi, from cell phones, from your Google Home, your Alexa, from your AirPods, from anything that's delivering any kind of energy that doesn't have a plug, it has wireless. And nowadays, even appliances have wireless devices in them, even though they are plugged in. So we are trying to have this more internet of things, this connected world, but it comes with this invisible energy, which people can feel or, and it's affecting your health. Talking about how it affects our health. What are some of the top three dangers that EMFs have been shown to do to people's bodies? Well, cancer. Our own government did something called the National Toxicology Program, millions and millions of dollars over five years, exposed mice to cell phones. And I can go into all these studies if you want to, but basically found a clear evidence of cancer, brain cancer and heart cancer in the rats and mice that they studied. So cancer, tumors, uh, we know that there's we can't exactly pinpoint it to EMF, but that one we can. But there's an increase globally of brain cancer, and other cancers. I probably don't have to tell people that. Everyone knows someone who's probably experiencing this. Then the second thing, I would say infertility, miscarriages. And I think this is huge because it's our future. It's the future of humanity, you know, with with global rates of fertility going down up to 52%. There was a study in 2017 that broke down all the other studies and showed that in America, in Mexico, in Canada, in Europe, we're having this huge increase in infertility rates and sperm count in men. So they didn't identify why, but that is happening. And then we have other studies that show there's a direct correlation between sperm count and sperm health and cell phones and Wi-Fis. And then I think the third is what what I have, the environmental health sensitivity that I have that's called electromagnetic 
hypersensitivity. And that means I can feel the energy. And there are many people who can. And that brings along with it a whole different list of symptoms that affect me on a day-to-day -day basis. I can only imagine. I mean, there is a reason why people choose, if they have a choice, to not live near where the power grid is, because there is a certain energy field, if you are more sensitive, that you can go near that and all of a sudden you have this existential reaction and that is from the energy. I think that, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's one of those things we don't really want to pay attention to, but I think it's becoming more and more apparent now that we've had enough time. It's very hard because there's only a certain number of studies, you know, these companies are not going to really pay for these studies to happen because the good news is not going to be shared. Um, that, you know, we just have to watch to see how our health is reacting to it and that there is something there because it's not a natural frequency that's been around for thousands of years. And Which you bring up a good point, natural versus man-made EMF. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about this sort of allergic reaction to the man-made energy because it changes the waveform. We even have an EMF that the, the magnetic energy that comes from the earth. And so people often say, wait, it's natural. Yeah, there are natural forms of EMF, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what happens to the waveforms and the polarization in order to carry all this data to our devices and back and forth. And all of that connection just changes the waveform and it's very chaotic. And that chaos, many of us can feel. And, and because we're electrical beings. So I get headaches and I get numbness and tingling a lot of people get a lot of anxiety and insomnia mm -hmm. from just being exposed to the EMF. And there are now thousands of studies, thousands of really good peer-reviewed studies that either have a direct link or some connection to the electromagnetic fields and a health issue. Yeah. I always love talking about connecting the dots, right? It's not mm -hmm. all about just one thing. It's a combination of a bunch of things. So if you don't feel great, of course, you're going to clean up your food. You know, you're going to clean up your exercise and lifestyle habits. But another one that should be really top of mind is cleaning up the EMFs within your home because you can't control what's outside of your house. But actually to be, you know, aware of what is your home and get tested and get levels. I think I love to discuss a really interesting thing that happened and people do have short memories. So maybe you don't remember, but we will remind you of how France was banning the iPhone in their country. So which iPhone were they banning? iPhone 12. And the reason why is because it had too high of a SAR level. So France has even better regulations than we do around what's called SAR. And SAR is basically a measurement of the power of a phone. And what they're measuring is how much en energy it takes to heat up your tissues. That's mm -hmm. what SAR is. It doesn't really have anything to do with EMF, but it is how the EMF is delivered. So that power is important. And on a side note, the FCC was sued to come up with a better form of measuring the safety of our cell phones. And so that, and they won. And so yeah. the FCC didn't win. The FCC has to go back and tell us why we're still using SAR because that was from 68. But even mm -hmm. so, France found out that the iPhone 12 was giving off way too much, way above their regulations. And so they banned the sale of iPhones. And Apple came back and said, oh, no, 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 that's not true. Our cell phones are safe. And they said, okay, are they? Well, we're going to have you recall all of them if this isn't fixed in a month. 
And so Apple just did one thing over the air and it was a software update. And that lowered that energy and those SAR levels to the acceptable level, which doesn't mean it's a safe level, but it was the acceptable level. So are our iPhones in this country, is there regulation around those levels as well or no? We probably are all walking around. It's very generous and it's not something that is regularly tested once they're out on the market. When they're developed and when they when they come out, they have to meet the SAR level and they're all published. So every single thing that's sold with a wireless component in the fine print will tell you the SAR level. Mm-hmm. And it has to be under the FCC's very generous levels. And many people say, well, SAR doesn't matter anyway, because we should be measuring more of how much of this wireless energy can our bodies take before we have DNA damage, before we have cell dysregulation, mm-hmm. before we, these things that we know that it's doing to us before that actually happens. But meanwhile, yes, SAR levels are adhered to when it comes out. But we saw with Apple and iPhone, that just a software update changed it. So maybe all of these things that happen, maybe the more apps we have and the more things we have going at once will increase those star levels. And that's what they found. And so that's why they pulled it. And they've pulled a few other things, you know, a few other phones that didn't meet it, but it doesn't mean the phone is now safe. It just means it draw, drew attention to the problem, which is great. Because these phones, I thought that that was so, you know, blowing the door open in terms of this is something that's some really serious and should be as a parent, especially we always want to protect our children. So, you know, a rite of passage is getting a cell phone. And I was telling my girlfriends of the type of phone after this conversation that they might want to reconsider for their kids. And they said, Oh, my God, there's no way absolutely not. But I think it's time for us to like shift that narrative and really empower parents to really tell their kids why. And I want you to explain what is the right, if you were getting a cell phone for your child for the first time, which cell phone would be the best choice in today's marketplace? Well, I know there are kid phones these days, but honestly, if you want the safest phone, it's just one that texts because that doesn't even have the opportunity for Wi-Fi. And I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of the kid phones that are out there, they do limit apps. They make it safer. They I'm worried about the data because most of them are still collecting a bunch of data. And now you're collecting data on you, the person who owns the phone and on your child. So that bothers me, but they still have EMF. So remember that there are three different sources just in your phone or sometimes four if you have a brand new phone. But so those sources are there's Wi-Fi. That's one form of this smoke that's coming out. There's Bluetooth. That's another form, another antenna. There's cell radiation. That's another one. So you're putting all that radiation in your child's hand, no matter what phone you buy, unless you buy the light phone or the Medita phone. Both of those are cell phone radiation only. So if I was looking for the one with the least EMF, it would be one of those. And that's a perfect stepping stone. I think almost we have to shift our kids' expectations on the type of phone that they're going to get as their first phone. And that hopefully if parents, I know it's always about like who your community is. So Mm -hmm. maybe within your community, within your class, if you can kind of gather around with your friends, parents and say, hey, let's try to protect our kids together. I think it would make that shift a little bit easier because it is going against the societal norm. Every kid is dreaming about what's the next new iPhone. So say you even get the new iPhone, fine. 
What are some like little tips and tricks of what you can do to your phone to even try to minimize it? Is it turning the Bluetooth off? Is it turning the Wi-Fi off when you're not using it, putting it on airplane mode? What are some hacks that we could do? It's exactly those things. And especially if you're giving one to a child. Screen time, although there's workarounds that the kids eventually will figure out. Uh, but if you look at it every day, you can just kill those workarounds. Um, and they will tell you on your computer what's happening all the time if you're a parent. So you can be plugged in. You don't even have to look at your phone. And so screen time allows you to turn off Bluetooth. It allows you to minimize apps. But what you should do to eliminate as much EMF as possible is eliminate the function that you're not using. Mm -hmm. So if you're just using the cell phone function or you're just using Wi-Fi or you're just using Bluetooth, turn the other ones off. If you're on airplane mode, make sure that you're in true airplane mode, which means no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, no, no cell phone. But in order to do that, you go to settings to make sure all of those things are off. That's the safest way. And people go, well, what can you do on your phone when it's in airplane mode? Well, you can listen to podcasts. Uh, kids can download their studies and they can even, you know what I like to do? I like to write my texts and then turn my phone back on and then have everything sent at once. Oh, I like that. It's, it's easier for me. And I also love to take pictures. So I'm taking pictures with my phone, but it's always on airplane mode. And then I hardwire, you know, which is using like one of these to connect a, a cable, another wire in the house. And then it connects directly to the phone or the computer. And so I have, so when I'm on Instagram or Facebook or any app there is, I'm hardwired. And so I have no radiation in the environment when I'm hardwired. So that's nice. Amber, I have to ask you, lately my skin, when I look in the mirror, it feels like it's looking tired and lackluster. Your skin looks amazing. What do you do on a regular basis? What are you doing to glow the way you glow? You want to learn the secret to aging backwards? I Obviously. discovered an amazing <laughs> company called Young Goose. They are all about a simple skincare system for you to get radiant skin. And I've been using it for over a year and I have never looked back. I find most products don't actually yield results. And all I can do is say, try Young Goose and see what happens and wait for the compliments to start coming in within three months. It's amazing. I'm so excited to try it. How do I find it? You can get a 10% discount code for your first order using WellDrop, and you can find them online at younggoose.com. So okay. getting back to earpods, the earpod yes. conversation, how much EMF is emitted from earpods? Well, you know what? We have to we have to note that it's only Bluetooth EMF radiation. So there's no Wi-Fi in your AirPods and there's no cell phone radiation in your AirPods. There's Bluetooth, but look where they are. They're directly inside your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they're in your ear, they're inside your body. They're, it's a straight pathway to your brain. So you've got all that power, all that energy focused right there. And you know what else they found out? That these talk to each other through magnetic EMF. That's how they communicate. So then you're exposed to that as mm -hmm. well. And the straight path is what? Straight through your head. And they do penetrate your head, by the way. Absolutely. This energy penetrates how our bodies and goes deep. Yes. That's how it's affecting sperm. So anyway, knowing that it's just not a wise decision <laughs> to have all that EMF so close to your body, like inside your ears. 
And so I tell people, if you're going to use those, remember that even when you're not on a call, even when you're not listening to a podcast or, or doing whatever you're doing with your AirPods on, they're still sending out energy. A hundred percent of the time, those AirPods are on unless they're back in their case. If you wear one, at least you're being exposed to less. So I kind of like that. I think something, and what about putting any of those anti-EMF like wraps on the earbuds? Are are those real and effective? I'm glad you brought that up. Now I did, I like to buy everything and try it, you know? So I put them on and I, I had a very, very low EMF environment that I was testing in. And I tested about 40 times, 40 times I did the same test, saw the same thing, saw the same thing, saw the same thing because I'm not in a lab. But I really don't want to be in a lab because I want to be in a real world situation to see what's really happening to the EMF. And it reduced it, except it was still high or extreme on the meter. So it cut it down. There's something that happens so that it is redirecting that EMF or somehow muting it. But even if you look at their own studies, it's somewhere between 40 and 60% reduction. Now, 40 to 60% Take is, not as good, <laughs> is not as good as just not using them and, and like using these and, you know, decreasing it by 90, whatever percent, 95%, maybe a hundred percent to my ears, but there's still that radiation coming from the phone, just like with your AirPods. Most people have the phone in their pocket and they have the AirPods on, right? Correct. Absolutely. So, so you're getting that all that radiation from your phone and then you're getting it directly into your ears, cutting it down. Yes, let's figure out a way to cut it down 99% and still have signal. So I applaud the education that we're getting from the people who make those. And I applaud that it's doing something, but it's just not enough. It's, it's not enough to give your kid AirPods. It's not enough to give someone you love AirPods and say, hey, put these in your ears. Now you're safe. You're not safe. You're exposed to less, but it's not a safe level. So the best choice would be to have the older school earpod style that plugs directly into your phone, or would it be just being on speaker and not using earpods at all? I would say they're about equal because okay. with speakerphone, most people are holding it. Mm-hmm. With the headsets, my phone is three and a half feet away from me. Mm-hmm. So the phone is still on. These phones are powerful. They're still sending out radiation. But at three and a half feet away, I'm exposed to so much less radiation than I am if I'm holding it in my hand to be on speakerphone. Right. So I think that would be the number one is get the type of headphones that plug into your phone. Those are the ones that I use. I don't really see anyone else using them. I think we're going to start a new trend of these plug-in earbuds. And that if you are going to actually use those earpods and you just can't switch that habit to get, you know, some anti-EMF wraps and we'll, you know, tag some in the show notes. And then even if that, that I recommended those, please, if you, <laughs> you know, because right. it's just not enough. It's right. like, no, it's not enough. You know what it is? You know, if you want to really think about it, you might compare, cause I like to compare cigarettes because number one, they finally figured out that they were dangerous and they had to have a black box warning. And I'm sure that's what we'll find with cell phones eventually. Mm-hmm. But number two, what did we do? What did we used to do with cigarettes? We'd put a filter on them. And what happened when we put a filter on them? Not much, not a much, not much because people would smoke more thinking that more they were chemicals. exposed to less. 
They thought they were more invincible. I mean, my grandmother died of lung cancer and she always smoked filtered cigarettes. So it's just like, okay, a filter, is that going to do it? No, it's not like these fabulous air filters that we have now that are changing our our air and making it 99%, you know, particulate free. It's not like that. It's decreasing maybe 40, 50, 60%. It's just not enough. I believe in also stepping stones so that if... (laughs) You're dipping your toe to give it a try. I also kind of like the idea of thinking about maybe just doing one of the ear pods, not both of the ear pods, and keeping that other ear pod in the case. And that when you're not using those ear pods, don't put them in your pocket, put them back in the case and hold that case. Because I don't think people think about that those ear pods are carrying some EMFs in them and that that can be, you know, it's on your body because it's in your pocket. And so then that's too close of a connection. Yes. I'd love to find out if that would work for your husband, just doing exactly what you said. Yes. No, I'm going to suggest it and I will report back if it works. I mean, all day long, he is on conference calls with his ear pods in and it really bothers me. And he's even married to me and it's still, it's a struggle. You know, I always say the struggle is real. So I will, you know, he let me put the wraps on. He thought I was a little crazy for doing that, but that's fine. He let me do it because you don't notice it. You don't see it. So I said, something is better than nothing. So now space two is going to be one ear pod until I could get him to the old school. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love stepping stones. You know, the, the biggest thing that I find out about AirPods when people talk to me, anxiety, they say that, you know, they didn't realize it until they took them off, how anxious they were mm-hmm. feeling. It makes sense. It does. And I love what you say is distance is your best friend. So let's talk about a few nighttime rituals. I know I have mine. You know, what are, you know, three pieces of advice? Someone's going to bed. What should we do in our bedroom before we go to sleep with our phones? Oh, I love that. Try to eliminate as many wireless things as you can. Number one with your phone. Can you put it in another room? Because, you know, it will turn back on. So if it's not on airplane, if it's, it's, if it's battery's dead, absolutely get it as far away as possible because as that battery ramps up, it automatically turns your phone on. If you can put your phone in airplane mode and make sure it's not that phantom airplane mode, but the real airplane mode with everything off, charge your phone in another room. Why? Because you're not exposed to the blue light. You won't get any notifications and you'll be far away from that EMF. And I found that you need to be about 20 feet away. If you can do that, that's best. And then secondarily for the EMF, you want to make sure that other kind of EMF, that electric EMF, make sure that everything behind you is unplugged. That helps a lot because there's that electric and magnetic EMF that comes from our plugs. And so if you can just unplug the stuff that are, that's in the outlets right behind you, that will make for a better sleep. And then finally, you need a clock that doesn't emit EMF or blue light. So go back analog on your clock. Those are my top three easy sleep sanctuary tidbits. I think in the bedroom, I love that idea of if you have, you know, lamps on your end tables to unplug everything. I never would have thought of that. I've been sleeping with my phone away from me for a long time, but my husband does not. He has it right next to him. And I think most people out there do. And I always love protecting the kids because I think their bodies are so much more sensitive to ours. So especially if you're a teenager, most of them probably are sleeping with a phone next to them, create a new habit to keep it outside of the bedroom and to go into settings and actually turn on airplane mode, right? And turn off the Bluetooth, turn off the Wi-Fi. You have to hit that button. 
And then also I didn't, I don't go into cellular. So now I'm going to be adding going into cellular too. And you turn that off. I have my phone here. I'm checking it. So you want cellular. What, what button are we touching Everything in off. cellular? Everything Only off. I'm not on and then all the other ones off. But you know, you brought up a good point when you turn off each thing is to also turn off the Wi-Fi in your house. If you guys could do that, that makes, that's my number one tidbit of, you know, what are, what's everyone else saying? Everyone who calls me, consults me, pings me says, oh my gosh, as soon as I turned off the Wi-Fi, everything changed. I started sleeping better. The kids started sleeping better. I couldn't believe that that energy was affecting me at all. So I think that's really, really important. When you're not using the Wi-Fi, use the Wi-Fi kill switch and shut it off. So how can we, because I'm always interested in creating, I haven't done that for my house, but my husband's like, but our alarm is tied to Wi-Fi, our TVs, everything is tied to Wi-Fi. So how can you turn and do the Wi-Fi kill switch if that's the case? Oh, that's a good point. You know, your TV is, if it's a smart TV, it is hardwired to the back for sure. Mm -hmm. All TVs have a hardwired connection. So it's no problem for the TV to lose connection. I do hear a lot about the security system. Mm -hmm. And I really think people need to get a wired security system. Any company, think about it, any large corporation, any bank, nobody has a wireless system because they're fallible. Right. Wireless and there's battery backup too, right? Like when the power goes off, the alarm doesn't go off. We have a battery backup. So maybe to make sure that you can turn the Wi-Fi off and then it could go into the battery backup mode. And then you just might have to replace your batteries more often. There you go. Hardwired. Hardwire like your system is the best thing that you can do. And when you turn off the Wi-Fi, you're eliminating the greatest source of EMF in your home. And when you do turn it off, you don't want to go close to it, which is why I say use the Wi-Fi kill switch, because that allows you to be far away from the Wi-Fi and not go to those antennas that are just spewing EMF all the time. And they will be the most powerful source in your home. And if it's far away, if you've got it, you know, way away from the living areas and the sleeping areas, that's best, but you still want to turn it off at night or anytime you're not using it. Yes. I think great advice from today's episode is before you spin your wheels, if you happen to have sleep issues, just start with moving your phone in the other room, number one. And number two, think about doing the Wi-Fi kill switch and just see if you feel different. Because I have friends who are looking for new mattresses because they're not sleeping well. And they're all, you know, there's so much amazing like consumer tech, which mm -hmm. we have to have you back for another episode to talk okay. about that. But, you know, you're sleeping with Bluetooth on your body. So maybe that's why you're actually not getting into that deep REM like you should. But we're going to dive into that another time. Um, but these are just simple, easy, free ways to literally reduce your, you know, exposure on a daily basis. Plus the earbuds too. You just brought too. that up. You know, you brought up the Bluetooth on your body, the watches, the rings. Fortunately, the Aura Ring lets you turn Bluetooth off and still collect all the data. Mm -hmm. So that would be a number one free thing. If you already have an R ring, just make sure that the Bluetooth is off when you go to sleep. Yes. It's funny. I have one too. And so I, I learned about that actually from my acupuncturist told me about the Bluetooth. You can have a choice. Most people don't realize. So if you have an aura ring, go check in settings, turn the Bluetooth off, and then you turn it on just when you go and charge it and it uploads all the data Exactly. turn it back off. So you're not exactly. limiting yourself. So to close out today's Awesome, awesome chat with you, August. What is your number one drop of wellness wisdom for our moms that you want to share that they can help own their wellness after listening to today? 
I know it can seem so overwhelming, right? All these things that are already wireless. But the wonderful thing to know is that every mom is in control of her environment. So you control your environment. It's up to you. And it's so easy to make those small choices, like turning off your Wi-Fi at night, like you said, with the, um, you know, putting the phone in another room, just really looking around and identifying and looking at everything wireless and figuring out how can I turn this off when we're not using it, even the TV. Unplug the TV when you're not using it, put it on the Wi-Fi kill switch, and then it's easy to turn off and it's easy to turn back on. So that's my drop of wisdom. And I love that you asked. Thank you, August. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we can put your website. I know you do consultations in the show notes and also people can follow you. I love your Instagram at techwellness. Techwellness.com, techwellness Instagram, Facebook. Thank so you so much. Check her out and she's a wealth of wisdom and hopefully it'll help empower you to take care of you and your family to feel your best. Thank you so much for listening to this episode at The Well Drop. Please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Well Drop. We're so excited. We just launched our newsletter. Don't forget to subscribe at thewelldrop.com. We have so much more to share with you there, and we look forward to being in touch. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The WellDrop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.